Welcome to today's Sustainability Perspectives podcast. I'm Tim Sykes, Brand Director at Packaging Europe. And in this edition, we're looking ahead to the key trends in packaging and labeling for 2023. In particular, we'll be considering the broad implications of the EU's revision of its packaging and packaging waste directive, the increased momentum behind durable and uh, reusable containers, and the demands that these place on labels. For today's podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by three true experts in the field. We have Addis Sophie Fremont, who is Ecosystem Engagement Manager at Avery Dennison, and her role basically means being a bridge between brands and Avery Dennison to explore uh, and enable packaging innovation. Secondly, we have Rob Grun in Vaut, uh, who's Managing Director for Paper and Film Solutions, also at Avery Dennison. Uh, Rob has more than 20 years of experience in the labeling industry and leads uh, a lot of Avery Dennison's launches these days in the sustainable labeling solution space. And last, but by no means least, we have uh, a fellow packaging podcaster, Corey Connors, who's host of the very popular Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors podcast. Uh, Corey has been in uh, packaging for a quarter of a century. Uh, he started off making corrugated boxes to pay his own way through college. Uh, that I'm led to understand is where he picked up his nickname, Corrugated. And over the last 20 years, he's been with Landsberg Aurora, where he's been helping companies make their packaging more sustainable. So welcome to, to all three of you, uh, and it's great to have you on today's podcast. Corey, I'd like to start by asking you uh, the broadest question, really. Um, what do you see as the key trends around packaging and labeling sustainability uh, in the, the year ahead? Thank you so much, Tim. I, I appreciate this invitation, and it's an honor to be on your show. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of really exciting trends in the world of packaging. I've interviewed almost 200 people in the last year and a half. Uh, about sustainable packaging and excited to see that reusable packaging is going to take hold uh, in a big way in the next five years with a lot of these uh, extended producer responsibility laws uh, almost requiring that, at least in, in some aspects. And there will be a big move um, continuing to paper-based packaging, which is uh, curbside recyclable and then higher PCR, post-consumer recycled materials, as, as much percentage as we can get into each material. Also, um, really excited about monomaterial plastics that are multi-layered that are still recyclable. I think there's, there's some really neat advancements in that realm of things. Thank you so much. Thank you, Corey. And Addis, uh, also welcome to, uh, to the podcast. Um, from an Avery Dennison perspective, are there any other big trends that you expect to, to grapple with in the year ahead? Yes, I will echo what Corey says. And most of the packaging teams are looking towards one direction. And the buzzwords um, in the industry, if you go to any conferences or fairs, is certainly sustainability. And what does sustainability mean in terms of strategy and focus? Uh, you all may have heard of the three R's or four R's. So this is here to stay. So first is reduce so, or eliminate. Does it mean that my creams need a second packaging or third packaging? This is certainly in the minds of, of, of the teams defining their brands and eliminating as much as possible. 
and also reducing uh, for sure the consumption of material. So that's why we see molds that have the same shape but use less and less material and that's really where the innovation stands. The second point is recycle. So not only making sure that your product is being recycled, but also how can you find alternative materials to fossil fuel? Um, so that means um, other materials that are, not, that are renewable, either recycled material or of course, bio-based alternatives. And finally, uh, to uh, we mentioned about uh, reuse and return, most certainly, and in the space of home and personal care, as a user, you know, the next generation for sure will use uh, refill as, as the standard. So you are at home and you like you will dilute your formula with water. This is something that we most certainly will be using more and more as long as it's very uh, personalized, it's easy to use, and it's economical. And this, all of these changes are certainly be driven by the fact that we are very conscious about our footprint. And another element that is very important when you look at uh, reuse is in, and also connecting is, 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 tra is track and trace your product. How many times do you use it? Where is it used? Um, you certainly also want to connect with your consumers. You want as a brand to talk to your consumer because we expect in the future there would be less loyalty and therefore the packaging will be even more in impactful. So communication through digitalization will be very important. Looking at uh, the topic of reuse and return, uh, most certainly uh, one of the driving force will be is the new packaging and packaging waste regulation. Indeed. Thank you, Addis. And indeed, it's it's a, a really fascinating time to be in the industry, isn't it, with so much uh, demand coming to us in, around sustainability, so much uh, disruption from technology and digitization. Um, and then at the same time, as, as you've alluded to, um, a lot of uh, new demands coming from the, the regulatory space. And I'd like to pick that up with, with Rob. Um, Rob, where do you see the, the, the main implications of the, the new regulation for, for packaging and labels, um, particularly in the context of this revision of the, the packaging and packaging waste directive that uh, dropped in uh, November of last year? Yes, uh, hi Tim. So uh, also very excited to be on your podcast uh, today. Actually, the packaging and packaging waste regulation, which was indeed known as the packaging and packaging waste direction, have changed to regulation. So clearly this is regulation that will come and it's now referred to as uh, the PPWR. So this, this legislation will require all packaging to be recyclable by 2030. And this will actually create an enormous opportunities for the brands, for the brand owners to innovate. Yeah. And for example, they can start using new materials or create new packaging formats. So we will all find out that the one single perfect sustainable packaging solution does not exist. So brand owners and manufacturers will continue to reevaluate their portfolio over and over again. And we all know that labels are playing a crucial role uh, in this transition, but also a crucial role in the communication between brand owners and the consumers. Uh, for instance, via the label, you can communicate on, 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 for instance, packaging disposal. Okay, thank you. And, and more specifically, how does that uh, PPWR 
uh, in its latest uh, guise change things for Avery Dennison, Rob? I would say that PPWR does not necessarily change our course of action. Uh, we already put a lot of, uh, we, we, we truly put sustainability at the core of everything we do. So we do not only uh, focus, for instance, that our labels enabling or, uh, or hinder recycling, uh, but we're also looking at uh, using recycled and renewable content. And obviously we're looking into in initiatives to use less energy and less waste. So we will continue to innovate and to bring new labeling solutions to the market, which are obviously going to be according to regulation, but they will also fulfill the requirements of the packaging during its lifetime. And the classical example I always take here is, you know, depending on how the regulation is going to change. And we take, for instance, a shampoo bottle as an example. And we as Avery Denison design a solution where at the end of life, the label separates from the, the rigid plastic packaging. It also needs to function during its life. So for instance, this particular label does not have to come off, uh, for instance, during, uh, during its use under the shower. Hmm. So it's a very fine line where we need to balance. Uh, but again, we have a, a track record and we will continue to do so when it comes to sustainable solutions. Thank you. And Addis, how does the, the broader uh, landscape of, of, of all of the partners across the value chain uh, come into this? Um, it's, you know, there's only so much Avery Dennison can do unilaterally. Um, what role does collaboration and engagement play? Yeah, a collaboration is absolutely key. And ecosystem engagement um, is, is really the core um, connecting point between the brands and the broader ecosystem to make sure that the product we will design is resonating and it's really solving a problem. So it's it goes both ways. Make sure that what we're to design is responding to a need and hear and listen to what customer is expecting from the industry. And if this is not possible to have that conversation. And when there's new regulation coming, uh, we want to also make sure that our customers are aware of it. So we communicate about it and we give them direction. And we have, a, you know, in the process, we have a, a printer in between and the role of printer is really key, essential. So, yeah, absolutely uh, a key. And, and the response from the ecosystem is very positive. Mm. Um, I think collaboration is, is in the word and the mindset of most people and key players. Thank you. So I'd like to join the dots between a couple of the things that we've talked about so far. We've been discussing regulation and the demands that come from that. And both Addis and Corey flagged reuse and refill as big trends in the year ahead. And indeed, the, the PPWR uh, that we, we saw uh, announced in November 2022 showed uh, much more emphasis on, on reuse and the introduction of, of targets uh, for the European market. Um, so I'm interested in, in what the implications are in, in this labeling space for, for this need to fulfill uh, a lot more uh, reusable or refillable durable containers um, in, in the coming year and beyond. Uh, Corey, could you share your insights into that first? Yes, I think it will affect many, many brands and it'll affect, it'll affect consumers in a big way. 
all of us will be affected by this these changes. We need to look at the the labeling on the packaging that we purchase and and say, okay, is this reusable? Is it uh, recyclable? Is it uh, something that that can be uh, returned for a refill? What will be the most positive effect for the use of this item? For example, uh, when I interviewed uh, Tom Zaki, he meant from TerraCycle, he mentioned. Uh, Kraft Heinz uh, glass ketchup bottles uh, there, you know, that we've all seen, we've all used over our, our history and uh, really exciting that all they had to do to make their bottles reusable was change the adhesive on the label. And so they're still using the same glass bottle, but they've uh, adapted to a wash off uh, adhesive so that they can reuse the bottles dozens or hundreds of times, which is an amazing thing if you think about it, uh, and kind of a, a you know a, an homage to our past where we mm-hmm. used to use milk bottles, uh, you know, with the milkman system. Uh, such a simple concept where we can reuse glass bottles uh, many many times. I think that. And Linda from Kraft Heinz was, said the same story. So they, they're excited about this uh, process and this possibility of change and how it will affect each consumer as well. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it, that uh, the the future sometimes resembles uh, the past that we thought we'd, we'd moved beyond. Um, <laughs> and Addis, thinking about how Avery Dennison would uh, respond to, to these demands for greater reuse and refill, uh, I guess you're operating across a lot of geographies, um, including some that, that never uh, said goodbye to the the, the reusable container uh, model um, in the first place. So is that something where you're able to apply a certain amount of the uh, the learnings that you've acquired and, and never lost? Yeah, absolutely. So in um, in the space of, of recyclable and wash off labels, this is something we have developed uh, for many years now and wash off um, in the return system and reuse system in Germany is being used for decades. It's, you know, 80% of the market is already using it. But in other regions, in most other regions in Europe, it's something very new. So everyone is trying and testing. Um, so w- one of our role is for sure, and we have technical teams who uh, do workshop and goes to these facilities to understand if it's not working the very first time to make sure they have the right settings, the right temperature. So we do support also the ecosystem here. Um, so we learn from what's been from the from uh, from Germany for sure, and uh, let's see if uh, some countries will have their own system. But a regulation is here for standardization to make it um, working across region, and that's what we want. We want um, a packaging, a label, and adhesive that works both in uh, Belgium, France, and Germany. So we are in that journey, and for sure, we also uh, we have uh, here experts that help the industry to uh, bring the knowledge when it comes to adhesive and labels. And uh, standardization will be uh, certainly key for success. And labels, as you know, is also your differentiation point as a brand. Um, so, so it's the point you're making that packaging formats will need to be increasingly standardized in order to make reuse models more economic and scalable um, and therefore the the structural 
um, packaging is, is going to be less of an opportunity for differentiation. If we want to go towards the route of reuse, this will be necessary. And we see some countries such as Francito who works already on standards in certain like very limited uh, product line for products at this moment. But we do can expect that indeed you will standardize um, your, your packaging if you want to have multiple use on different brands. Are there any other new requirements that we think that labels will need to uh, fulfill when, when we think of the expected growth of reuse and, and refill um, in terms of the communicative and functional uh, roles of, of the, the label? Yes, uh, you're going to see big, big impacts from labels. Um, consumers and municipalities are, are going to uh, be looking at QR codes, uh, digimarks, all kinds of things related to uh, labeling of each material to see, okay, is this uh, recyclable? What is this material? Is this reusable? Is this something that, that needs to be um, held back so we can wash it? Uh, there, there's going to be all kinds of, of changes. And I think it's going to be a lot of this is going to fall on the consumer to understand the new system and how to relate to these, these new materials and these new processes. It's going to change our daily lives and we're going to be uh, absolutely asked to act differently and uh, participate in the solution, which I think is a big, important goal for all of us. Thank you. Rob, I'd like to, to turn to you and ask how this refill reuse agenda is going to impact on Avery Dennison's portfolio and, and the, the solutions that you need to develop and, and bring forward to the market. Yeah, Tim, so at Avery Dennison, we, uh, we have a long history of developing all kinds of label solutions when it comes down to enabling recycling for packaging types like glass or plastic. And the most recent launch and if I can zoom in on that particular launch a little bit, has been our AD Clean, Clean Flake uh, uh, solution, which actually has now become the new standard for our uh, labels for plastic packaging. Clean Flake is really designed uh, for the use of uh, with rigid plastic packaging in all kinds of segments like food, beverage, home and personal care, and many others. And actually what it does, it enables the recycling of PET and HTPE packaging and help, really helps brands to meet their sustainability targets. So it complies with regulation and therefore it also uh, advances the circularity by increasing the availability of recycled plastic. This uh, particular uh, solution, AD Clean Flake, has been recognized by well-known industry associations like EPBP, EPR, RACICLAS, uh, so clearly a, a, an innovation where we are very proud of and an innovation that actually turns from a, an innovation, I would say, into almost like a mainstream product that now enables uh, circularity. This particular product is um, part of our sustainable advantage portfolio, uh, which we believe is the benchmark in the industry. Uh, when it comes down to innovation, sustainability, and eco-design. So yeah, we were taking a big step forward when it comes down to uh, all kinds of solutions that enable the circularity of the industry. Thank you.
If anyone in our audience would like to reach out to Avery Dennison for more information on this topic, you can do so at the following email address, sustainable.labels at eu.averydennison.com. I'll repeat that, sustainable.labels at eu.averydennison.com. Well, I'm sure there's lots more to watch in this space in the future, and we'll be engaging with Avery Dennison throughout the year and reporting on the insights and announcements they have. So we reached near the end of our uh, conversation today, but I'd like to, to invite Corey to, to share any final uh, thoughts that he might have uh, to, to leave the audience with as we look ahead to, to this uh, year in packaging sustainability. Oh, thank you so much, Tim. It's been an honor to be on the show. I look forward to collaborating with you in the future. Uh, take a listen to my podcast, uh, Sustainable Packaging Podcast with Corey Connors on Apple or Spotify or all the major resources. We're all in this together, and, and I think it's it's a game of education. It's, uh, it's an important time to listen and learn from each other. Uh, what I'm seeing is brands are collaborating in ways I've never seen before. Even competitors in the industry are working together to improve uh, their capabilities to to learn from each other. It's an exciting time to be a part of packaging and especially sustainable packaging uh, because of the major impacts that we will have as a community on the future of our planet and for our kids and, and their kids uh, to be able to tell them that we were part of the solution uh, is, is exciting and I'm on, honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Corey. And that's Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. I, I certainly recommend everyone uh, subscribes to that. Our year in, in sustainability will be culminating in the Sustainable Packaging Summit, which is taking place in Amsterdam in November. So uh, we uh, welcome uh, the audience to, to that event and there'll be lots of uh, related content throughout the year. But for now, thanks very much to Addis Sophie Fremont, Rob Groen Interbout, and last but not least, Corey Connors. Thanks so much for joining us. And thanks to you for listening. Goodbye.